1: You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: And we welcome you to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell flying solo on this edition. David Harrison will return for the next edition of Locked On WFT with a crossover Thursday edition. So we welcome you one and all. We are brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. This episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right, let's start off with a little bit of news and notes. Olivia Garvey from ABC7 and WJLA.com is going to join us for her thoughts on the Washington football team and, as well, the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll explain what we mean by that. Washington made a couple of roster moves on Tuesday. They did have a quarterback, a kicker competition, should say. Uh, We talked about that on the last episode with David. And somehow, some way, they brought back Chris Blewett, the guy that they released on Friday from the practice squad. They brought him back. Uh, I don't know what the difference is between last week and this week. I, I don't know if it was just a roster procedural move or not. Not sure. And also, linebacker DeJean Harris. And meanwhile, they have allowed, uh, they have let go safety Cole Luke, and as well wide receiver Kelvin Harmon. So, at least for now, Kelvin Harmon not going to return to the active roster. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even stay on the practice squad. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers have released veteran corner Quinton Dunbar, who, of course, was here at the beginning of the Ron Rivera era and had a falling out uh, and was traded to the Seattle Seahawks, and he has bounced around uh, from the Seahawks to the Lions, to the Cardinals, and now let go from the Packers. You want to talk about somebody's career heading in the wrong direction, uh, that is Quentin Dunbar. Uh, And maybe the same can be said for Kelvin Harmon as well, although uh, Harmon obviously injury-related, Dunbar partially injury-related and partially attitude-related as well. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you part one of my conversation with Olivia Garvey of, again, ABC7 News here in Washington, D.C. And as well, WJLA.com if you want to check out uh, their television coverage of the Washington football team. Certainly encourage you to do so. We're going to do that right here and right now with Olivia Garvey. The last two, three weeks... You have, you, you've been here for what, a year and a half, I believe, roughly?
2: Um, it feels like longer, but yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, you haven't been here through it all. What, no. Just somebody who is, is still relatively new to the area mm-hmm. and only knew afar about the Washington Redskins slash football team. What does the last two or three weeks feel like with everything that has gone on?
2: Oh my God. You know what? And I, I think I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's um, you know, when news comes out about the Washington football team. Now, I, I wish I could say that you're numb to it and that it doesn't surprise you, but it continues to surprise me in a way that like, Oh my goodness gracious. Another thing is coming out about this team. There is another controversy about this team. Like, How is there so many controversies around one franchise? But they managed to do it, even with this new culture surrounding Ron Rivera and everybody that's around it, which, by the way, they have done an incredible job of trying to move in the right direction. But something always pulls them back. And it's and it's heartbreaking to see because these fans. I I talk to so many fans and they always come up to me and they always ask me, when is it going to change? And I said, honestly, I have no idea because I have not been in your guys' shoes for the amount of time that this franchise has gone through so many ups and downs, so many mistakes. So I I, want to say that at this point, I look at, you know, the headline and I'm not surprised, but I am every single time.
0: (laughs) Now, Now that you've been living this and immersed in it, you know, for most of, if not all of the Ron Rivera era, and like you said, you know, they kind of get sucked in mm-hmm. by a lot of the, the failures of the past. How do we separate what Ron is trying to build, preach, culture, 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 right? I mean, he said culture so many times, I thought boy George was going to come on stage at oh, the Culture Club, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah. how do we separate you know, the past and the demons of the past. And then from what Ron and say, Jason are trying to build, but also realize that it's been a very disappointing first six games on the field.
2: I mean, I grew Anyways. up with, if you have problems, you face them head on. Yeah. And I feel like Washington's they the way that they go about their problems is you know, kind of circling around a bit. They're not ever facing their problems head on. They're never coming. I have, I have yet to hear, you know, especially from, you know, Dan Snyder and everybody else, you know, uh, you just don't hear from them very much. You don't hear, except for, you know, uh, Jason Wright coming out around the Sean Taylor situation, which was heartbreaking because the fans were so disappointed, but they just, they don't face it head on. (laughs) <laughs> and all of us, sometimes, but very rarely, I've seen.
0: Well, well let me ask you this: it, it, I mean, is it Ron Rivera and Jason's Jason Wright's job to face head on the sins of the past? I mean, I, I no, don't no, sound no. like I'm I'm doing a religious sermon here, but I mean, there's a <laughs> there's a lot of sins of the past. There's a lot of damage, so they are trying to fix what quite honestly, in a lot of ways, they didn't create.
2: No, exactly. They're trying to move past this. They're trying to push this team into a direction, but everything seems to hold them back. So I, what, I would love to be a fly in, on the wall in these conversations that they have with everybody that no. was either has been with this team for you know decades and is here now, and they're trying to evaluate this and figure it out because I can't imagine everybody's on the same page. I just can't see that unless it's to move in the right direction and to get out of a situation. So how do they do that? I have no idea because Ron Rivera is trying to coach a football team. He's trying to face the noise. He's trying to deal with a franchise that has been in turmoil for years. I can't imagine what this man is doing. And he always comes in front of us and looks so calm sometimes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know, it's interesting. You wonder, like you said, like you'd like to be a fly on the wall. I I really wonder how Ron blocks it out, at least publicly. But I think with some of his short answers this year, uh, some of the the guys, 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 guys thing uh, that was a week and a half ago, you know, when, when people started peppering him about changing Jack Del Rio and firing people and whatever, some of that stuff I think is definitely more noticeable this year as the, as the, as the pressure and the ratchet has been turned up, you know,
2: especially with the on the field stuff, like right. their defense is not the defense we saw right. in 2020, they were supposed to be the top and they can't figure it out. <laughs> they lost their qb1 in the first week of this season so right. i just i mean it's just one thing after another if it's on the field if it's off the field i've just never seen an organization a franchise go through this much and i i can't and you guys have been covering them for years right. so i i just don't know how you guys are still standing. I, I love how you said <laughs> I, I love
0: i love how you said organization you, you, that was very canadian-like of you
2: Oh my gosh, everyone says that to me. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That made me so you have no idea how happy that made me. I was like, everyone organization. Love it. Love it. Everyone
2: always says Olivia, that's not how you say
0: it. You're- oh, it's it's think- how you it's how you say it in Canada where they love hockey. Oh, know, I know. Which no, no, which no, no, makes it me. automatically okay with me.
2: The amount of times people have literally called me out on Twitter every single time I say that about a baseball team, I
1: love.
0: they're like,
2: Olivia, what is that? And I said, I'm not changing it. I've been saying it for years.
0: You shouldn't (laughs) have to change it. You're Olivia Garvey, damn it. It's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. Just, (laughs) Just snap your fingers and say, do you know who I am? Uh Olivia Garvey is our guest from ABC7WJLA.com. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Olivia7 News. At Olivia7 News. Uh, and the last name may sound familiar. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I-, I wanted to ask you this. You mentioned the defense, um, a- and clearly it, it has been. Mm, um yeah. I, I guess I-, I guess I'll ask I'll ask it this way. Do you put more blame on the coach or the coaches, or do you put more blame, you know, for maybe being a little too stubborn in terms of scheme and personnel, or do you put more of the blame on the players who are actually out there and quite honestly, letting them down despite the amount of talent that they really have? So last
2: week, when, if you would have asked me this, I would have said my blame is on Jack Del Rio. I blame Jack Del Rio because, um, in those pressers on Thursday, we always hear from Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio and Del Rio, you know, he's very upfront about, he's like, this is my fault that I, you can blame me. Um, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. These players are trying to play some football, whatever, whatever. This week after watching the chiefs, now it's 50, 50. Mm. I want to know what the heck they think they're changing in practice ahead of these games, especially moving forward with the teams that they're matching up against. Right. I want to know what's what's changing because we don't get an actual answer. We never get a okay, this is what we're going to do in practice, you know, and I don't expect them to give us a play by play, but I would just want to know, you know, what what they might change with their drills, what the message might be. I mean, are we having people pointing fingers at each other in the locker room? Like what is really the case with them? But we don't get a head on answer. I, I just I I haven't. I I don't know about you but no, I haven't I, heard mean, Jack, I mean I mean I mean
0: quite <laughs> honestly I think Jack to even say it's my fault to blame me whatever that's usually more than what he gives you. Jack is not very uh No. Jack, let's put it this way. Jack is not like some, Jack is not like some of the defensive coordinators I've covered around here. I can tell you that. He is very tight-lipped yeah. in general uh which which you know it makes it harder to get the answers that you're kind of looking for. All right, once again, that is part one of my conversation with Olivia Garvey of ABC7 and WJLA.com. We will return for part two of that conversation. Yes, indeed, we will, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. Guys, I'm Chris Russell. For our friends at GetUpside, Washington football fans, this is an incredible app That everyone who buys gas, which is you and you and you and me, needs to know about. I already know about it. I hope to share that same wisdom with you. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just simply by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. How could you beat that? Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Because, well, that's what we told you to do. And you're going to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 per cash back per gallon. If you look around here in Northern Virginia, where I'm based, $3.19 is light. Light. Some gas stations near the Washington football team facility are $3.45 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Why not save fifty cents per gallon on your first fill-up, and twenty-five cents per gallon every fill-up after that by downloading the Get Upside app? Download it for free, use the promo code Touchdown, and it's that simple. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cashback goes right back into your account. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. And again, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And you are going to save up to 50 cents gallon cashback on your first tank. That's simple, guys. If
1: you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. David Harrison will be back later this week with a Crossover Thursday uh, episode as we look ahead to the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. Joining me and rejoining me right now is part two of our conversation with Olivia Garvey from ABC7 News and WJLA.com. Who do you think is under the most pressure in the organization right now? Is it Jack Del Rio? Is it Ron Rivera? Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Chase Young? Anybody else? Um, if you had to pick like a one and maybe a one a, I guess, if, if, if you have trouble breaking the tie. I, I
2: think it's Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, because at some point, if this continues with this defense, at some point, when do you change personnel when do you you know figure out okay maybe it does need to be the coaches and maybe you know it's it's maybe it's the guy making the calls like what do you do so I, i i think it's very i think it's ron rivera and jack del rio
0: after this week i mean i think most people would agree with you um what about scott turner
1: because, okay, his play calling. At t-
0: Taylor Heineke started out house on fire, and then the last you know two weeks. But even even really three out of the last four weeks, he's really struggled.
2: I mean, I don't understand what happened with his play calling on Sunday. That was really bad.
0: That was in really terms bad. of in terms of no design runs,
2: no design runs. I mean, it it, it, it we didn't see Heineke be Heineke. You yeah. know, he loves to throw the football down the field. Sure, I'm it a couple times but that guy likes to just sling the ball when he does sometimes it's fun because sometimes you get the touchdown sometimes you don't
0: well but I I think that's I think that's part of the problem don't like like it sounds like you are like you know, a lot of people that are, your frustration, And even Ron basically said, oh, you know, we got to get them out more in the pie, you know, like, but, but then last week Ron was like, oh, we got to keep them more in the pocket. Like it's right. like their messaging at least to the public is mixed and their, their play calling or their style or their design is really mixed depending on the day, depending on the opponent, depending on the situation. And I get that. I understand that. But I guess here's my question to you is, if, if they're, you know, they were, they were worried about him getting injured. He hasn't gotten injured in the last five and a half games, so that's a good thing. But maybe they're worried about him um, throwing accurately with proper mechanics, his eyes up, all that when he's on the run. And, 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 and so you can say, well, maybe call more designed runs, and I would agree with that. But I wonder if some of them, if they're seeing some of the limitations that what quote unquote makes him special also makes him eh, a little bit of a high wire act, even when he's running around and creating.
2: No, it totally does. Like when we first saw him come out here in the 2021 season, he's making these throws. It's like watching a kid play flag football. Sometimes you were like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing it that way? Why are you running those like? I mean, who's telling you to do these things? It's, it's hit or miss. And I, I, after watching against this, the chiefs, I was like, he is a miniature Ryan Fitzpatrick and that can either go really good or really bad. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick either likes to throw the touchdowns or he likes to throw the interceptions. Unfortunately, we haven't seen that this year. Um, And I would love to see him out there for Washington but he's, he reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick to a T he's like his mini. And, and I I don't, and Washington doesn't need that. I don't think they need that. That's, I don't, they need someone that they can count on. That's not too predictable in the pocket. They need someone that they can trust and is consistent. And I just don't think that's Heineke every week.
0: All right. So you brought up Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're recording this on Tuesday night Ron keeps getting peppered with questions about when's mm-hmm. he going to be ready. He could practice on Wednesday, you know, and, and maybe some people will listen after, after this, that is revealed. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. When he's ready, let's say mm-hmm. it's not this Sunday, but let's say it's next Sunday in Denver. And if Taylor Heineke struggles again, this Sunday in green Bay, which is very plausible, Ron already said he's not going to Kyle Allen. He did not say he's not going to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. I, I think you keep Taylor Heineke in. Like even if he struggles pretty badly this Sunday. It, say if Fitzpatrick is, it returns to practice on a limited basis this week and then mm-hmm. is full go in practice next week and Taylor struggles. Sunday and they lose and they're two and five and they're looking at Denver, a really tough defense on the road. And you don't want to go in two and six into the buy. I pull, I like, I'm already champing at the bit. I like, I want Ryan Fitzpatrick back in. No, Yo, you're it. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, always, like, I'm
2: done with this. Yeah. I've <laughs> already declared.
0: I, I'm, I've am i seen enough. I love Taylor yeah. Heineke. He's a backup quarterback and a fringe starter. That's it. Yeah. You know? I
2: really, and I really like Taylor Heineke. I like the style of football he plays to an extent <laughs> right. to an extent and then I'm like okay now we need to play a style of football that is consistent right. throughout four quarters of a football game and I just don't think we're going to get that and yeah. it's always the second half with this team but it was like that last season too there right. was no consistency throughout a football game because every time they get to the second half it's like what the heck just happened right. so I you know what I'm yeah you changed my mind there I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick back but then, what if he flops, and we're like, "Well, <laughs> I just no. don't see Ron Rivera flip-flopping back and forth."
0: All right, so I want to ask you a tough question here, uh, and then we'll ask a, a, a go-away question. Um, you know, this organization has obviously gone through a really, 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 really mm-hmm. rough time, and there's been a lot of accusations and a lot of things. And you know, I've worked with a lot of women that were treated this, you know, really poorly. What has your experience been like dealing with everybody in the organization? And 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 how how I wonder how different has it been for you and, and Nikki Javala, the Washington Post, say that have only been here for say, like during this largely COVID Ron Rivera, Jason Wright era, mm-hmm. if, if you will, meaning you haven't been subjected to some of the, the bad stuff that you know we now know. Like, how has the experience been for you?
2: Great. I, I mean everyone has treated me with the utmost respect. Um I, I have not had a bad moment with anybody, mm. you know, from PR to the front office to the coaches to the players. I mean, I, I was just telling my dad the other day, because we were talking about all the situations that were going on with this team these past years. And And he said, how blessed are you to be with this franchise at a time where they're trying to move in the right direction? Mm -hmm. And there is they're not taking any of that. They're not taking, you know, being mean to women or, you know, treating them in a certain way. And I said, yeah, because I have not I have not been a part of that. I have not seen that. Mm -hmm. So I am very lucky. But I mean, when that Washington Post article came out for the first time, my heart just dropped for those women because I can't imagine being put in that situation ever. With, I mean, within a football team and any team, really. But what they went through, I I feel awful for them. But I have not experienced anything but the utmost respect from everybody.
0: All right. Once again, that is Olivia Garvey. Part two, we'll come back, finish it up. And part three will be a little bit of a different spin, if you will. Think curveball. Maybe a slider. uh, Maybe a screwball. Who knows? Think baseball. Put your thinking cap on. Uh, Olivia is coming back next with us right here on Locked On WFT. All right, guys, this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Who's hungry for McDonald's right now? I know I am. I could go for all sorts of McDonald's tasty treats, and so can you, because they've been proudly serving communities since 1965. Always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. What could be wrong with that? that? That doesn't motivate you. I don't know what. Will. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come back to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. My kids love McDonald's. Whenever I'm with them in Canton, Ohio, whenever they're here with me in Northern Virginia, the first place they want to go is McDonald's. Why? Tyler loves the chicken nuggets. Natalie loves the chicken sandwich. And who doesn't love a McFlurry? Come on in, guys. McDonald's is the way to go. Head to your local McDonald's. Refuel and reconnect. Did someone say a locked-on Washington football team watch party? Hmm. McDonald's. I'm loving it. All right, now, friends, at Built Bar are awesomer. Each and every week, we tell you about Built Bar. They are the best-tasting protein bar ever. I got another free box, a free sample box, because they want us to taste the limited time flavors. And there was a pumpkin variety right in time for Halloween and blueberry. Oh, I love blueberry. Go to built.com because they're coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check back to the website often and you might be able to get a cool new unique flavor that you want. Most protein bars chalky, waxy, hard to choke down. Not Built Bar. Nope, they're soft covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy as a meal replacement instead of that late night chocolate ice cream bar or bowl. Built Bars are healthy for you. They're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of simply being delicious. Go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, we are here to wrap up the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Once again, I'm Chris Russell. David Harrison returns on the next episode. And then we'll get together for our final game preview before the week is out. We quickly finish up with Olivia Garvey from ABC7 News. You might recognize the last name. (laughs) Um, So your name is Olivia Garvey. (laughs) You are a WJLA, (laughs) ABC7 sports anchor, reporter, host. Uh, You're awesome. Uh, But your dad was awesome, too. And for those baseball (laughs) fans that know Steve Garvey, (laughs) uh, the legendary Dodger first baseman, Dodgers, uh, (laughs) is your dad. Yes. And we were watching you and I, as we recorded this, the end of game three of the NLCS and and the Dodgers were hanging on. And then all of a sudden the TV flashed and it was your dad <laughs> and your mom behind home plate. And you're like, yeah. Oh my God, there's your, there's my dad. <laughs> like how, like how cool is that to be Steve Garvey's daughter?
2: Um, it's very cool. It's like, I wouldn't say it's, 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 I mean, it's amazing. And I, I love it. And I love being, you know, Steve Garvey's daughter, but it's been so nice to grow up and, you know, be a part of, you know, what he created in Los Angeles and in San Diego. And I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. My dad is, you wouldn't think this, but my dad is literally the kindest and most amazing human being. And I wouldn't be where I am without him today. Um, just with the mere fact of, you know, being by my side and and guiding me through life and sports and and, you know, it's it's been awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I mean, I've only talked to him once uh, and he was a wonderful, wonderful gentleman. And that was he just is. on the phone. Uh, yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, obviously uh, that. I, I, and I bring that up because, I mean, obviously we have a lot of cross sports fans and, you know, this might wind up on locked on Dodgers. I don't know, uh, but, you, know um, you, you know, because like, you know, there's a lot of Dodgers content here. Uh, so clearly you are, Uh, Let's just put, let's just put it this way. Washington football professionally for us. I mean, it would really help us if we win, but your heart, your emotion, you know, they're, they're tugging at you from the West coast, right?
2: Oh, yes, they absolutely are. I have to be so careful during the regular season when I'm covering the Nationals and, you know, I bleed Dodger blue. It's, you know, and and everyone understands it. Sometimes people don't and that's okay. But, um, I have to remind people I'm in this situation because I'm a fan and all of everybody else is a fan. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't love sports, but my love for sports came from going to Dodger stadium growing up and being around baseball and around the fans and around the team and these legends. So I I can't ever push it aside. I can't ever say, no, I'm never going to root for the Dodgers because that's, they're my home. I mean, everybody that works at Dodger stadium watched me grow up and be where I am today. But I have to say, I have always said this and you can ask everybody. I have always loved the Washington nationals. I have always, I grew up coming to DC. I grew up coming to Dodgers, you know, nationals series. So my dad always has loved that, you know, franchise. He's very close with the learners and, um, I love the Washington nationals. I love Davey. I love the whole thing. But when you, you know, when you grow up somewhere and, you know, your heart's there, it's, it's sure. hard to, it's hard to, you know, just throw it away. So sure. I will never be doing that, but I will always be respectful to the team that I am covering. I
0: understand that. And I didn't even realize (laughs) that there was a close relationship between your dad and and the learners. That's interesting. All right. Well, uh, listen, I I mean, I could ask you a million questions. Unfortunately, (laughs) uh, they don't give me a million minutes uh, to ask you (laughs) stuff, but I appreciate you coming aboard as always. You've been uh, great to me and kind to me, uh, and I hope to have you back on uh, again soon. But in the meantime, we want people to watch ABC 7 in the Washington, D.C. area. And if not, (laughs) if you need a little splice of home you can watch it on wjla.com right and and you're involved in toyota sports talk at night and uh, of course coverage of the washington football team as well
2: oh yeah and this is weird for me because usually i'm the one interviewing chris i'm bugging him at all times of the month asking him for interviews so this is fun all right
0: once again thanks to olivia garvey for joining us right here on the locked on washington football team podcast Uh, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks again for making us your first listen each and every day. Now, make the Peacock and Williamson NFL show your second listen. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson gives you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, Monday through Friday. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for us. Again, for David Harrison, who will return with the Crossover Thursday episode as we get you set for the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. David will be back on that episode. I'll rejoin him after that for our final game preview. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me at Wrestlemania61, David at harrison 82 Read him. SI.com's fan nation covering the Washington football team. Listen to me on the Russell and Medher show three to seven Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app and the Team 980 in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for everybody. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason,